You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. Today's host is Suzanne Nunn. Suzanne is an active homeschool mom serving homeschool families in both her local community and across the state. She also serves as chairman of FPEA, Florida's statewide homeschooling association. FPEA serves thousands of homeschool families in Florida, delivering a wealth of support, guidance, and information to both new and longtime home educators. Please join us as we seek to encourage you in your homeschool journey and help you stay connected to all things homeschooling in the Sunshine State. Welcome to episode number 47 of FPEA Connects. I'm Suzanne, and it's great to have you stop by and listen in today. I know time is precious, and it really is my desire that in a few minutes here, I can give you some ideas about how to make your days a little easier, have a little more fun, feel a bit more encouraged in your journey, or just chat for a few minutes about a topic that is interesting to me and maybe to you as well. I find that much of the time, I just like to know that other people are thinking about the same things I have on my mind. Or maybe there is someone out there struggling with the same issue or situation I'm going through at the moment. Ultimately, I believe that we are here to help and encourage one another along the way. And I hope that today you'll find some of that as you join me while I talk about a topic that I've had to really mull over and think on for years That is the topic of testing. Before I dive into some of my thoughts and insights, maybe, I think a little background may be in order. Many of you who know me or have heard me speak will know that I did actually have a life before homeschooling. Um, I was a middle and high school teacher for nearly 13 years, and before that, I attended a state university, and before that, I graduated from a public high school. I was well-educated and even entrenched in a way of thinking about education and how it worked. Not to say I agreed with everything that I had learned, but it was what I knew. Like many of you listening, I was raised in public education. Well, personally, I had a small dose of private education, too. But there was more than just knowing my options, public or private. There was the understanding of how education worked or how it was supposed to work or how we were taught it was supposed to work. Six hours a day, five days a week, everyone learning the same boring stuff at the same pace. Once in a while, You may come across a great teacher or an interesting subject, but the goal really was not to enjoy the learning. As a matter of fact, I don't recall one single teacher ever saying they wanted any lesson to be fun. The goal was to pass the test and move to the next topic or grade level. There was really no room for failure, and in my mind, That was never an option. There was no real room for discussion about things all of us talk about today, like learning styles, 
or learning challenges that, that we might face, like dyslexia or auditory processing issues. There was no room for these discussions. You passed or failed, and if you were struggling, you just better fix it. Well, as a result of not talking about a lot of these things, I never even knew terms like dyslexia or test anxiety. I thought that anyway... I felt was probably the way everyone else felt around me. Didn't everyone lose sleep over taking a test? Didn't everyone get nauseous at the moment when they slid into the desk knowing the teacher was going to pass out a test? If you were cool, of course, you didn't let your fear show, but it was the same for all of us, right? Well, wrong. But it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized that everyone else didn't feel the same way about those tests. I can say this. I now realize how thankful I am for a couple of really great teachers along the way. One who recognized that I was a visual learner and needed to study for tests using tools that would play off that bent. And another who recognized I had dyslexia. That's a kind of funny story, really. Math had never been my favorite subject by far, but again, it had to be done. I memorized multiplication tables, I worked hard to do fractions and decimals, and I made it even though I didn't always understand it. It wasn't until eighth grade that the struggle became very real. I was taking pre-algebra like every other eighth grader in the school, and I was just not getting it. I can remember thinking, this all looks like Greek to me. I didn't even know what I wasn't getting, so I could ask for help. <laughs> I had this quirky, fairly young single teacher who was Polish, and she had this really great accent. We all loved her and laughed at her and sometimes gave her a really hard time because of the way she said things. I'll never forget the day that she asked me to stay after class so she could speak to me. That was like a death knell in my world of education. I stayed and we talked what seemed like forever we talked. And then the fate, worse than death, she wanted to sit down and work on problems together. I was sick. She was going to see how much I didn't know. Why? Why was this happening to me? She had these little exasperated sighs that she would make when she was disappointed or upset with the class. But now, all of those were just for me. And I was literally on the verge of tears when she started asking me to rewrite problems or to read the simple terms on the paper. I really thought she must think I am completely stupid. When, in a moment, she said, Ah, you dyslexia! Now I know what to do. I was so relieved that she was relieved that one of us understood something. I didn't know what she said, but she was okay now. So I must be okay too, right? Well, I didn't hear that term, dyslexia, again for years. <laughs> Quite honestly, I thought she had just rattled off some exasperated term in Polish. But as she began to tutor me, she seemed to know exactly how to help me learn and work around challenges that I had. I 
won't tell you that math ever became my best or favorite subject, but thanks to a teacher, probably ahead of her time and definitely an outside-of-the-box thinker, I got some tools that really helped. Later on, I would deal with, in a very real way, how test anxiety could alter an educational track and impact my life in such a way that I had to begin to reevaluate testing altogether. And testing is what I wanted to camp on for a little while today. Specifically, how to find some alternative ways, and I would even argue some better ways, of testing the knowledge that your kids are retaining. Homeschooling should set us up for a different mindset than the traditional approach to education, including how we test. However, it is one of the areas that I feel like some of us still operate around in the dark ages of testing, that is. Thinking outside of the box when it comes to testing can be a challenge for us as the home educator. It is easy to understand why, since most of us we're likely to have experienced a more traditional education ourselves. Let me break this down as it relates specifically to testing. From our earliest days in school, testing looked like this. Circle the answer, matching, fill in the blank, true or false, color in the bubble, or the ever torturous essay question. These testing methods carried us from elementary school through college and beyond, somewhere along the way these became the standard, tried and true methods to determine whether or not we passed or failed in life. We even have elevated the importance of these tests to the point that we have said they can determine whether or not we move from one grade to the next, get out of high school, get into college, get scholarships for college, and even pass certification exams after we get out of college so that we can begin to work. With all of this testing to ensure that we know everything that we should know in life, we should certainly have the most stellar, competent workforce in the history of mankind. After all, all of these people are passing all of these tests, right? But in reality, we have a workforce that, at all levels, is littered with and even plagued with workers who perform at minimal levels, negligence, and malpractice abound everywhere. Hmm, let's just consider this for a moment. Is it possible that our actual success has been in teaching students how to take a test rather than testing what they actually have learned? The pressure in our society to pass these tests is one of the reasons we have seen the climb in the number of students who deal with anxiety and stress at levels that are insane today. We see more and more students who are paralyzed by anxiety or medicated to deal with it. The pressure to pass these tests has also been the driving force behind the money-making test prep market. After all, we've created these crazy, stressful, pressure-packed testing situations for our students, we need to at least give them lots of books and test prep classes to help them out well. Well, forgive me if I sound a bit jaded, and forgive me for stating what's a bit obvious, but from my perspective, something is broken, and it needs to be fixed. So a number of years ago, when I had to face personally dealing with a child who had severe test anxiety, I had to seriously evaluate 
the purposes behind the test and the methods of testing. I was not then, nor am I now, convinced that all standardized testing should be thrown to the wayside. But when we have created a situation where we are teaching how to take a test, we must consider the effectiveness of the test. I do believe that there is a place and a time for standardized testing. However, I think that other methods of testing are valuable and much needed in our homeschools. Alternative testing methods provide a real opportunity to truly evaluate what your child is learning and retaining. Remember, the goal of homeschooling is growing in knowledge and hopefully inspiring lifelong learners. The goal is not to simply pass the test. I'll also say that using alternative forms of testing, especially at young ages, provides a strong foundation of knowledge that will then better prepare your student for future standardized testing later when it becomes more necessary. Alternative testing can also make it easier for you to find your child's strengths, their weaknesses, and even their learning style. You can learn so much by straying from the standard and exploring other options. So let's talk for a minute about what I mean when I say alternative forms of testing. I won't even go into this with the implication that there are a few hard and fast options because the options on testing are almost endless, honestly. But I can share a few ideas that I have used and found successful myself and some ideas that I've seen successfully used by others. One of my favorite methods of testing has always been to have my kids tell me what they know. This dances around the Socratic method at an age-appropriate level, of course. But I assume the position of knowing nothing about a topic, and we move forward with them teaching me what they know. I can ask questions and even put them in the position to defend an argument on the topic of discussion. Not only can I evaluate what my kids know, this method will lead them to thinking on a deeper level about whatever the chosen topic may be. Another way that has worked well for me to evaluate learning has been to ask that my kids teach someone else, whether this is a sibling or a younger cousin or even a group of other students that are in a co-op or a class setting. In order to teach a subject well, it is important to understand it well. And by asking them to teach, you see how well they understand the subject. I also like to use writing as a tool to evaluate understanding. We've written stories, poems, plays. Oh my goodness, there are any number of ways that we can determine through, through writing exactly how well our student understands a subject. These methods lend themselves to a bit of creativity, as I mentioned before. So ideas can rise from many options. But I think it is important to point out that even if you are not creative, just talk with your kids about what they are learning. Oral repetition is fantastic, a fantastic tool to cement knowledge. Also, visual depictions of what has been learned are fun, and they can reveal a great deal about knowledge that has been retained. This can be anything from like building with clay, painting, dioramas, Again, there are so many options. As your kids get older, 
You may have them make films or videos. Again, just so many options out there. <clears throat> also, as they're getting older, a really good true test of their knowledge can be garnered from internships and apprenticeships. Although these are not very common in today's society, in the past, learning under and performing under a master would be a genuine test of your knowledge and ability to move into the next level of education or work. So consider even those apprenticeships or internships as ways to evaluate how your children are doing, how they are learning. I've given you just a few ideas about ways that I've seen alternative testing methods implemented. There are so, so many options. And I really hope that this discussion has helped to just at least spark some thought in your mind, at least to maybe revisit your approach to evaluating your kids in your homeschool. I know full well that we have not reached a place where we can completely walk away from standardized testing, nor do I think that we should. But I have come to a place of understanding the value in alternative testing for my benefit and that of my student. If you need other ideas when it comes to alternative testing methods, you can find some great ideas just by speaking to other moms and by even seeking out ideas on Pinterest. Don't be afraid to spend the early years exploring what works for your kids and giving them a foundation of knowledge and confidence in their ability to learn. It will pay dividends when the time for the standard testing comes. And don't feel pressured to or guilted into doing what everyone else feels is right. Homeschooling allows us the freedom to step outside the box and learn in the way that serves us best. I want to thank you for joining me today. I'd love to hear from you if there are any great methods you've used for alternative testing. And I want you to remember this. FPEA is your source for all of your Florida homeschooling needs. Be sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest for great resources and fun opportunities to connect with other Florida homeschooling families. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.